Welcome to the CG Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Kilma. Whether you are a DJ, producer, promoter, or aspiring label owner, you're going to want to tune into our podcast each and every month. We talk to amazing, successful industry professionals making a difference in this scene. They share their stories, their insight, and experience. So you work with a lot of high-profile acts. How did that come to be, and what does that role look like for you? A little, little bit of background in myself. You know, I, I've started, you know, my D&B career back in, you know, 98 um, been a DJ since 99 um, and been heavily involved in the United States drum and bass scene um, for over just about 20, 22 years now. Um, I got hooked up with Scott. You know, I was doing this, you know, in the back end anyway, you know, knowing so many people, putting shows together through friends of mine, different states, you know, basically doing what an agent does anyway. And uh, I was approached by Scott at Cybergroove and you know he offered me a position and um, I said okay let's let's explore this and see what happens and you know really from uh, the knowledge I had of you know the American drum basing and how it, how it works and even Canada um, it really blossomed quickly and um, over the course of the first year it really really blew up um, you know there's a lot of learning uh, curves and stuff that I had to go through but um, you know now I'm sitting going on my sixth year with Scott here at Cybergroove um, and I manage you know some of the biggest names in drum and bass in the world or um, you know for the United States uh, it's been an interesting road um, you know uh, some of the some of the guys you know like the prototypes Dillinger um, who else we got um, state of mind teddy killers you know we have we have some some big names aphrodite um it's it's been really interesting because it it you know these these guys are who i used to listen to 20 25 years ago you know these guys were my idols you know and now they're they're friends and it's 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 pretty amazing how it's evolved itself into what it is today and um the uh the world that i've that we've created is, is is really amazing and the guys that i have under my umbrella are, are top notch and uh they uh yeah it's 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 a great great little merry here between everything so well it sounds like you worked yourself up to where you are today and you because you are so heavily involved in the industry you get so much more perspective. Stu dives deep into what artists need not only to gain a spot on the roster, but keep the momentum going so that they can land the DJ gigs they actually want. But first, we're going to listen to AMC's Energy.
in your opinion it takes to get on a talented roster like this maybe you can tell us a bit about some of the new additions maybe an example of what they did to secure a spot so i i'm i'm not going to sugarcoat this at all and i'm going to be straight up about this uh i want to cut this down the middle there's the united states stateside drum and bass scene which is blossoming with new acts you know flight um, you know, my, my good homie, Darren, uh, Spiralis just had a track, you know, remixed by Razor. He's on Ram. Um, I know Miss Speed has some interesting stuff coming out here very soon with a big profile label as well. Um, a lot of things are moving. I, I'm, I'm noticing a lot of these UK acts are really starting to focus on a lot of the United States drum and bass people. Um, but I'm going to tell you from a, you know, a, a personal perspective that it's, it's extremely hard to be United States drum and bass producer and be on a talent roster and get demand. You know, there's only a few people out there that really care and have the money and the ability to book stateside acts because the thing I hear mostly is the demand and I'm scared I'm not going to make my money back, you know, which is a viable, you know, it's understandable, but it's 
it's, it's really an extra push for, you know, I have a lot of people come to me and like, Hey, what is, what does it take to be on the roster? I'm like, well, for United States act, you really need to be having six high profile paid gigs a month, you know, um, or a little bit less. It's just, there needs to be something going because it's really not worth it to bring on a new act and, you know, have them sit. That's the worst thing that can happen is you come on a roster, you have that profile up there, but you just don't do anything with it. Um, the UK guys are a little bit different, but they're a little bit in the same. You know, there's acts out there that, you know, have just a demand and they sell themselves a la Dillinger um, or, you know, Aphrodite. Um, there's some that are newer, but they have that drive behind them. So the AMCs, the Turnos, um, you know, those guys are a little bit fresher names to America. And AMC's about to, you know, do his debut uh, United States tour here in October. You have to have the demand or you have to have the ability to grow your brand um, and understand what it takes. There's, you know, there's guys out there that um, have worked really closely with me and it's worked really well. Um, Jade, for example, uh, CEO of eBrain. Um, you know, we started five years ago pushing the, the neurofunk sound. You know, I'm a neuro guy, techie guy, harder edge, drum and bass. Um, so obviously I gravitate towards them. Um, you know, we've really put it out there, you know, um, and done a lot of pushing in smaller clubs and, you know, just getting the demand for eat brain in the United States of America to be what it is today. And there's a lot of stuff in store for 2020 for those guys. So it's going to be really, really good. And, you know, mob tactics when they first came out here, you know, Luke lives up in Seattle. It's, you know, if they have the drive and the passion to push and build their brand out in the United States, they're going to be successful. Um, but it's a hard climb, you know, unless you're Dillinger, Calix and TB, Camo and Crooked, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's a, it's not easy. It's not easy. I'll tell you that right now. Well, I can appreciate that honesty because it kind of reminds artists that you not only have to be driven, but consistent. And what you're talking about here is, yeah, building that brand and creating that demand, but also like a lot of these artists also have consistent releases on big labels. Like they are in the studio when they're not touring, they're really pushing it. That's the key. Yeah. Because if you let your stuff just, you know, it's like, okay, I I released an album this year. What do you got for me? It's like the agent can only do so much for you. You have to present the agent with, this is what I have. Help me. But, you know, a lot of those guys get it. And really the the rat race that is the releasing of music nowadays, I'm sure, you know, the people who are involved see it. It's you could release a number one album one week and then it'll drop down to 50 and it's forgotten the next week. So it's a continuous push, headache, struggle, frustration, just to stay up on top of your game. And it's not a lot of people understand the back ends of all this stuff. And all they see is, Oh, you know, big DJ coming to the the States and we're going to play a show. It's like, there's so much that led up to that moment that a lot of people don't understand. And it's, you know, I've, the frustration from a lot of artists, you know, I've, I've felt and have talked to about, and uh, it's a rat race <clears throat> to keep your stuff up and running. Wonder what an agent really does? Stu gets down to it. But first, we are going to listen to Mob Tactics' Nowhere to Run. 
let's dive even deeper into that. If an artist isn't yet ready for your level of agency, what can they do to improve their chances for future consideration? And how can they keep you informed on their project progress without, you know, bombarding you all the time? <laughs> well, they, um, you know, a lot of the guys that I have my eye on personally over there, I form a relationship with, I talk to them over Facebook, we get on WhatsApp, we talk, um, a lot of them hit me up directly and they ask me the same question. And I say, you know, just build your profile and your brand. And, you know, it, it comes down to also the small money factor of United States visas are not cheap. You know, you're, you're talking, if you get all your paperwork done in time, you're about 32 to 3,500 bucks. And that's for a solo act is three years for a, a, a group. It's a year. So your time frame is, is pretty rough. So it, you know, it comes down to the money, it comes down to the willingness of the artist. I tell them if you're willing to come over here and, you know, bust your ass and take smaller gigs to build your brand. So next year we can go bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and work up to the bigger shows. That's the kind of guys I'm looking for. That's the kind of guys I want to, I want to work with. Um, and I have a good team under me right now and I'm feeling really good about it. So that's, that's really what I would like to let them know. It's, you know, if you, if you have interest, hit me up, contact me, we'll talk, we'll, we'll structure out a plan and we'll see where we can take it and where we can go. And I'm open to everybody. Any, any questions, whatever, whatever, just hit me up. Yeah. I love that. And I appreciate that so much because sometimes people can feel like I need some guidance <laughs> and mm -hmm. where am I going to get it? So that's so wonderful that you're offering that. When it comes to artist tours, uh, what are you doing on the back end to make that happen? The, you know, there's hundreds of emails that cross, you know, a lot. It, it depends on the situation. I talk to, you know, people on Facebook. It's good to have a good working relationship. Most of the people that I deal with nowadays, I mean, a good 50% of them, are new people that I've, you know, have just started dealing with over the last few years. But a good portion of those people are people that I've dealt with for, you know, 15, 20 years prior to being an agent. Um, you know, Respect LA, Rob, um, you know, Will over BP Squared up in New York, um, you know, Denver crew, you know, I, I've dealt with all these people. Um, so it's, it's good to have a, a already working relationship with them. So it makes things really easy when you can just, Hey, what's up, bro? You know, Hey, I got so-and-so coming through. You want to pick up? Yeah, like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Boom, boom, boom. We're done. And then there's those ones that are like an email thread of 50 to a hundred emails deep. And it's just a consistent battle and fight. And it, it takes all, it takes all shapes. Um, but you know, it's, it's really my job to have the artist's best interest in heart be it what gigs they play, how much money they make, does it make sense? And, you know, and sometimes there's, there's things that I have to do that, you know, we have to pull a tour. Like recently there was, um, I forget what month it was. It was a couple months back, but you know, I had current value getting ready to come out here and we lost three dates on a five gate uh, date tour and it just imploded. And, you know, the last thing I want to do is pull, an American tour from somebody because that is taking money out of their pocket when they take, when they block off dates in the UK, when they could be making money over there and we take that and stop and the tour goes away. It's, it's, it's a real big deal. And you know, it's, it's, it's hard, but that's some of the stuff that you run into, you know, coming, 
in this world. But, you know, it is what it is. But for the most part, it's just pushing in the back end, you knowing, you know, having good relationships and good network and um, things move pretty smoothly. And, you know, like I said, going into my sixth year now, I have great handle on a bunch of people and it, it, it's really pretty smooth for the most part. Yeah. I, and I totally appreciate that you mentioned like sometimes that pull back of tour because yeah, you can miss out on money if you're in another country and you can't lay out those dates. Yeah. Up next, he's going to talk about some exciting artist tours on the go and his longest running DNB night there in the U.S. in Seattle. Just wanna be with you Makes me wonder Why I'm so down It's just a lonely day All my life I just wanna be with you Makes me wonder Why I'm so down It's just a lonely day All my life I just wanna be with you Makes me wonder I'm so down It's just a lonely day All my life I just wanna be with you Makes me wonder Why I'm so down tour side and to end this interview off we'd love to talk about some upcoming tours happening across North America that you think people should know about and I know there's a DMB Tuesday in Seattle we should probably chat on I would be happy to touch on that so right now we have um for October being I think it's tomorrow October 1st um got a pretty full full month coming around I have Dillinger around from I believe October 4th he is in Houston starting this weekend, and he doesn't end until the 20th. Um, I want to say he has like 16 or 17 dates, just a huge tour. Um, then we also have AMC's first debut solo American tour happening. Um, he's hitting a few spots. Uh, we also have uh, the prototypes who are going to be hitting, um, playing Escape in California, and one other place the next day. I'm not allowed to say it. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, 
we also have Teddy Killers at the end of the month. They haven't been out here for a couple years, so it's going to be their first in a while. Um, right after that, there's Chrissy, Chris, and Turno coming around. Um, scientific in December. I mean, it's it's it never stops. It's always a rotating door. It's 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 always what you got, what you moving, what you moving. But October and November are, are, are pretty stacked. Um, and then you know things kind of fizzle out for the winter time, and then all hell breaks loose again for the summertime. <laughs> you know, so um, yeah. Um, those are the tours I got coming up. Um, as you know, I reside up here in Seattle, Washington. Uh, we have the longest consecutive weekly drum and bass night in the country running uh, at DMB Tuesdays, Seattle, November 19th. We are celebrating 21 years every single Tuesday. No breaks. I want to give a shout out to the man, Kelly Demo. He, he has been running this thing forever. Um, you know, we have a, we have an amazing team out here in Seattle, you know, um, Quadrant Iris, um, homemade weapons, me, Spiralis, um, Chris Cease. Uh, there, there's just an amazing pool of talent out here. And just the weekly, just the weekly lineups that we have there, you know, we have some of the brightest stars coming, coming up and running. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's just like respect LA, you know, it's, we have two, two of the biggest nights in the, in the country here on the West coast. And, uh, you know, uh, DMB Tuesdays is home. And, uh, we are, uh, we have actually AMC coming here, uh, October 22nd and, uh, with mob tactics and Dino. So it's free. So if anybody wants to fly in, it's free. Just come on out, come chill with us. You know what I'm saying? So it'll be a good night, but yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much what, what we got going up here in Seattle. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Did something really stand out to you today? A new piece of information? Was something shared here that inspired you to do more in your career? Let us know. And if you're a producer and would like to get your music played on the show, make sure you contact us. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to the Cyber Groove Radio Podcast.